Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am one of the hosts of the Pod Bible Podcast and also one of the editors of Pod Bible Magazine. And I'm here for a special episode, our first ever bonus episode, um, because we wanted to share a conversation that happened earlier in the week uh, between our online editor, Jordan Rizieri, and Scroobius Pip. One of the original founders of Pod Bible Magazine, alongside myself and Stuart Whiffin. This all came about because obviously it has been a crazy uh, couple of weeks. Um, it's been a mad few months for uh, everybody, but specifically the last couple of weeks, of course, have been particularly tough to witness um, for a lot of us. Um, and there are a lot of us wanting to explore how we can do better and be better and be more aware and educate ourselves. And uh, towards the end of last week, we at Pod Bible really had a look at what we've been doing, our output, our, our podcasts, our magazine, our blogs, and tried to think about how we could go about making a change, you know, in terms of representation and diversity in all that we do. And Jordan has been our online editor for a little while now and has been writing a lot more pieces for the for the website. And she wrote a a blog which we uh which was just titled A Message from Pod Bible. And it just talked about our plans and uh our pledge really to to do better, as I say. So the reason that this podcast is happening uh is because um Jordan and Scroobius Pip had a chat on Instagram Live on Tuesday. And the plan was for them to just cover the blog post, really, and just sort of flesh it out a little bit more in terms of our plans. But they ended up having a really good, a really great conversation um, about our plans, but also everything that's happening at the moment and everything that we can be doing um, and podcasting as an industry can be doing and podcast listeners can be doing. And it was just a great chat. And I thought, you know, this should go out as a podcast. There'll be a lot of people who will have seen the Instagram live. If you go to instagram.com forward slash pod Bible, you will uh, be able to have a look at it. It's there, it's saved as a, as a story. But uh, for those people who, who've missed it, or even if people want to give it a listen again, uh, we decided to put it out as a podcast. So you will now hear Scroobius Pip and Jordan Rizieri. And so I'm not going to come back at the end. Uh, I'm not going to promote pod bible and tell you where to go and get it or anything like that i'm just gonna let you guys sit with the conversation that you've just heard we'll be back on monday with a uh, normal episode see you then hello Hi, how are well, you i'm you know who knows how to answer that question anymore yeah it's <laughs> it's it's a weird time for asking any kind of of questions of of how we are uh, uh, whereabouts in the US are you? Are you? I'm in New York. In New York, right. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot to be confused about. And and my situation is even stranger because in early March, I came up here. This is where I'm from originally. That is a picture of me as a very small child over my shoulder. Um, and I came up for a family emergency that had nothing to do with the coronavirus or anything like that. And I've basically been here ever since. So wow. I have like five t-shirts <laughs> that I've been wearing over and over again. So, I, yeah. I almost, I, I was in, in Canada when the Corona stuff kicked off and I almost had exactly the same. I was like, so I'm going to be stuck in a hotel room 
but thankfully the project I was working on rightfully closed down and f flew me home immediately. But yeah, certainly unusual times. And New York has seen pretty much the worst on the on on the Corona fr front, and some of the best on the campaigning for for rights front. You know, so it's a uh, yeah, it's a strange one. But that's kind of what we're here to talk about, right? Yeah, we. I think about a week ago, I woke up on Monday morning, and as the only American on the Pod Bible team, I messaged um, Adam Richardson and was like, "Hey, I know it's just me, but like, should we be doing something? I I feel like I want to be doing something because it's my it's my country. I'm an American, just like all the people who are protesting. So he was like, "No, it's not an American thing." Like. You need to open up Twitter. It may be six o'clock in the morning in America, but you should open up Twitter and look at what's happening all over the world. So that was kind of how we we started all of this. And it was it was great because it or oh, it was the perfect combination, I guess, because we brought you onto the team a few months back now. And part of that was we were concerned that Pod Bible was the idea of three white men. <laughs> and, and that's a heavily represented demographic already so we wanted to bring someone in like yourself who number one wasn't english number one number two wasn't male but number three with from listening to your podcast and reading some of your writing you were very much across all sorts of issues race issues lgbtq plus issues and and everything else and that that felt important to us and when Adams sent through the draft of the blog you wrote for Pod Bible to essentially pledge to do better um, to represent the black community it was it was it was amazing to read it was amazing it was embarrassing to read because it felt that whilst I mean Adam in particular has always been the great one on our team to go are we representing enough? Me and Stu are very much that. I've just heard this new podcast. It's amazing. Uh, and Adam go, is the one to go, it's another podcast full of white men. You know, it's, it's, it's important for us to have that excitement, but we need to be conscious of representing. And so it was perfect to have you bring it up to Adam and then, then, then bring it to us because as someone slightly outside of the original three, you could look more and say, look, here's the numbers, here's the raw statistics of who we're posting about, who we're writing about. And it was start reading. And it was great that the way you'd written it and the way all three of us completely backed it being written was not to say, oh, but we covered George the Poet's podcast before it was popular. And we've done this and we've done that. It was to say, look, we've not done enough. And I think a lot of white people at the moment, I'm having a lot of discussions on, on social media, a lot of white people at the moment are feeling attacked and feeling defensive. And that's not what this is about. This is about us taking action as well. Again, the, the greatest thing, I spoke to Killer Mike on my podcast six years ago now, and I kind of said how at times as a white person, I felt uncomfortable commenting on 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 race matters and and the, the black lives matter movement and stuff like that and he calmly and politely looked me in the eye and kind of said it's a white problem it's not a black problem racism is a white problem and the way i've worded it on on recent podcasts is 
if if chickens are being eaten by foxes, you wouldn't say you've got a chicken problem. You'd say you've got a fox problem. So it's very much, it feels important that white people are, are, are taking these stands and talking and, and I guess just being active. And the thing I, that excited me about the pledge was it said, look, we thought we were doing enough. We've now looked back on it and we weren't doing enough. But we're going to, and we're going to put it in writing so we can be held accountable. So you can come to us in six months and go, you know what? You, you all really cared for that two-week period in in uh, May into, into June. Um, what happened after that? So that's what you kind of, of wrote and put forward, a, I guess, an idea of of what happens next. Yeah, I think there were a couple of things going into the writing of that post. The first one was the, the broccoli content equality in audio pact that had a really intense impact on me. I had reached out to Renee Richardson, who is an incredible podcast producer several months ago because she had done a Twitter thread about panels for audio. Renee was the person who brought me over to Acast. Oh, really? More than six years ago. So she's been at the forefront of podcasting from the real, when it wasn't this thing that everyone has in this huge platform and Joe Rogan's getting $100 million. It was when it was just people wanting to talk. So again, yeah, amazing and perfect person to so to reach out to. When she had done this this thread on Twitter where she was talking about panels that focus on audio and podcasting were almost always 100% male and definitely 100% white. Mm -hmm. And just like, that's why in the Equality in Audio um, Pact, one of the things is panels should always be representative of the community that they're that they're talking to, right? If you're going to talk in a place that's predominantly black or to a community of predominantly queer people, like the panel should reflect that. And so it was the very early days of me being the editor of Pod Bible, and I had reached out to her in a very like newbie kind of way, saying like, "Well, what ways can we can we make planning these panels more diverse?" And she said something I swear I will never ever forget that she just said, um, "I don't plan to make panels diverse; I just do it." And that was really the the ethos that I took into the writing of what we put on the Pod Bible website is yeah. that like. We shouldn't be trying to be more diverse. We should just be doing it. And the other part of it that I felt was really important was there's so much information on social media right now. There are so many people who are sharing resources um, and suggesting like people to follow and books to read. But one of the, for me, one of the most impactful messages that I was seeing over and over again, especially as the week went on, was the idea that it's not the responsibility of black people to educate white people on racism and the amount of work that we're asking black people to do on our behalf is just really unfair. And, and so and at a time like this, at a time like this, right. that if we think it's exhausting, fuck, imagine how exhausting it is when you are the people constantly seeing your own killed and constantly seeing a lack of justice and a lack of equality. And on top of that, we've got friendly, friendly, wanting to be good white people saying, can you explain everything? to me. Um, right. Can you also be my teacher? Right. That's crazy. So it's, it was something that I wanted to make clear that in making sure that we're being representative of lots of diverse 
audiences and in particular black podcasters that we weren't going to be asking black podcasters to tell us their story. We were going to be taking the time to listen to their podcasts, to read their websites, to explore their social media and learn about them and then write about them on the website. Not because they desperately need our platform. Some of them do. And, and that's really important as well, but some of them just, they, they need people to be taking in the information that they're putting out there without us asking them a thousand questions and sliding in their DMS. That's not cool. Please don't do that. Um, so that's definitely been something that Adam and I have been doing. We've just been trying to call all the different lists that we see on Instagram and on Twitter. And anytime somebody's sharing suggestions, um, the first podcast that I I'm going to be posting about this week is actually um, Rene Edo Lodges um, about race because I just right. think it's the most important. And also because in the same way that Pod Bible, all of you wanted to make sure that I had the platform to talk about what was happening in my country. I also understand that our audience is predominantly British and yeah. therefore focusing on a black British podcast for me was important to do first. Mm-hmm. And Rennie has the forethought to put at the end of all of the episodes a suggestion for another podcast so i've added that list as well into the things that we want to be talking about in the future and i i always remember there was like a gif i think on instagram for a while of these like little animated people who would bend down into the frame and pull someone up and then that person would give them a lift out of the frame out of the top and that's really what pod bible should be it should be that space where we continually lift people up who then bring other people into the forefront as well it's it's what i've always loved about the podcasting world and, and what we're adamant about when we started pod bible was exactly that that we're not just going here's the big guns here's an interview with them the the beauty of podcasts it's again it's, it's also one of the reasons that we started pod bible but the beauty of podcasts is you would hear about podcasts from other podcasters that's right. how you broaden your horizons the point of pod bible was to go well here's ones outside of your circle because that can then be like Joe Rogan is the prime example that you can then get into all you're listening to is Rogan and Chris D'Elia and Bert Kreischer and, 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 and this whole circle of, of, of podcasters and not getting outside of that stuff that should appeal to you, but you're just not necessarily aware of. So yeah, that was absolutely key. And I remember when we had Kalichi from, from say your mind slash, suck your mum um podcast on on the pod bible podcast i felt so ignorant because we were t- talking to her and she spoke about some of her favorite guests and they were people that i like i'd had on or i was a fan of or this that and when she got to the recommendation part she had an almost endless like when we do the pod bible podcast and we ask podcasters to recommend another podcast even if i've not heard of them because of writing the magazine it or even if i've not heard the podcast that they recommend i tend to have heard of them because of writing the magazine because of the stuff that we feature she had an endless list of podcasts by amazing black speakers authors philosophers that i'd never heard of that hadn't even come mildly into my into my view so all the patting on on the back i was giving myself for being a fan of of say your mind or no country for young women and and things like that it was it 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 made me realize that knowing that or it made me realize what a small percentage i was giving myself a pat on the back for listening to if you know what i mean if you then look at all of the other podcasts i listen to so male 
so white. And yeah, it was a real eye opener. And as I said, that's a beautiful thing. It makes me think of the early days of the spoken word scene. The reason, one of the reasons you would go and do open mics was because at every single one, you would hear about five more spoken word nights and five more open mic nights, but you had to go into the scene to hear about it. You couldn't just look at it from the outside and go, all right, there's, do you know what I mean? It had to have that right. connection. And that's what we need to do as Pod Bible is give people that connection is go, here's all the links. Here's, here's the whole community that you're missing out on and then jump in and swim amongst it yourself. But here's, here's some trunks. Here's a snorkel. Here's a float if you need it, if you're nervous. But yeah, just I, jump in and become part of that. I think the the other thing too is that um, when I was writing, because obviously when you're you're writing a post for the website, there's all these different like SEO things you have to do and stuff like that. And and in in terms of assigning labels to podcasts. I mean, Adam will tell you, we have conversations about these things all the time. Like, is this a comedy podcast or is it a football podcast? Sometimes it's both. And like, you know, those things. And, and as Pod Bible, I think we want to be able to give people as much of that information as possible so that they don't think like, well, it's sports. I'm not really into sports. So maybe I'll skip this one, but it's actually really funny and you love comedy. So you should try it kind of thing. One of the things that I found when starting to do research on these podcasts and just typing in what I could find when you hit like the news thing on Google, when you're searching for a podcast name is the idea that black podcast is a genre is mind boggling to me. Yeah. It shouldn't be because I live in the world and I understand the reality of the way people behave. But some of the podcasts that I have been listening to are so true to my life talk about things that are important to me. Adam was just on a podcast where their most recent episode was about dementia. And because my mom has Alzheimer's, like black, white, purple, it doesn't matter what color you are. Like that's a disease that impacts everyone and the experience of it unites us. And so listening to a podcast in which people, any kind of people talk about this very personal thing to me is important. Yeah. And so the idea that you would write something off based on the color of a person's skin versus the type of content they're actually putting out and the topics they're discussing means you're you're missing out. You yeah. as the podcast listener are 100% missing out on a lot of different perspectives and and also one of the things that I love about podcasts as a listener is um, and I, I feel like a lot of different websites have touched on this during the coronavirus is they help to keep you from feeling lonely. They bring you a sense yeah. of human connection. And so by limiting the, the podcast that you listen to based on who the host is means that you are robbing yourself of that very important human connection. Completely. And you're so right there, though, that it becomes so such a simple thing of it's labeled as it's, it's, it's a black podcast. It's so ludicrous. It's like saying i'm a fan of audio you know that audio could be music it could be podcast within music it could be a thousand different categories within podcasts it could be a thousand different categories but it gets that label i always remember talking to the rapper gene gray who's one of my favorite rappers in the world and one of the reasons we connected on twitter was because i said that and i didn't say she's one of my favorite female rappers 
because that additional label doesn't add anything. There's no details in the kind of rap that she does, the kind of music that she does. Her gender isn't the key part of that. Same as with m m many of these podcasts, the race isn't a key part of the content that's within it. Um, but it can be a key part of why it doesn't get listened to by white people. Because there will be a thought that, oh, I'm not part of that gang. It's going to be out of my wheelhouse. And that's why it's important for us at Pod Bible to be one plank of wood in that bridge in going, here's what this podcast is about. You know, not just, oh, it's a black podcast. Here's what it's actually about. Here's what you're, you're missing by the categorization that it maybe has in the, in the podcasting world, I guess. I also want to sort of mention, because I hope that it might be useful to other people, regardless of what their, their job is or, or what they do in the world. The process of making these changes is super messy. Like, because the reality is making space for these things means having to move other things, right? My editorial calendar is a disaster right now because I'm trying to create space where we were not allowing there to be space before. And so the thing that's most important is it feels weird. It feels weird and uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to have conversations with people about, you know, why is my, I don't know what you do for a living. Why is my call getting moved? Why is my whatever changing? It's because we are committed to making this sustainable. And the only way to do that is to start to change how we do things. Yeah. And so, so far I'm really, what's the word that I'm looking for? I, I am, I feel optimistic based on the response from people that nobody has said to me like, well, well how come my post didn't go up today kind of thing? Like nobody's said that. And mm. so I think it's because people understand that it means you, you, you might have to wait your turn. And yeah. frankly, we probably should have been waiting our turn for a really long time, but now we're committed to that. And so we just ask for people's patience and understanding as we try and navigate this, because creating that space, it, nobody's done it before. And so we're trying yeah. to figure it out. And, and again, I think it's, it's key to also kind of highlight and discuss the fact that people who argue against this will say that all these things should be a meritocracy. You shouldn't be getting included because you're a black podcast. Again, with that loose terminology mm -hmm. as has been discussed, but that assumes that we're starting from an equal playing field, or, or, which we're not. It's easy to reference as everyone's, it's the go-to recommendation at the moment, but the, the 13th, the documentary on, on Netflix, which is about the the prison system in America, essentially, it does a really good job of explaining that the reason there's disparity here is all of these things that have happened in the past. You can't just go from 400 years of slavery to, oh, slavery's over now, so it's cool. So no, the, the, the people in that whole community who had had half of their life thinking of black people as slaves aren't just going to switch now. And that then bleeds into how the police force are, how the prison system are. So the reason we haven't featured as many black podcasts as we should have previously isn't because we're racist, but it also isn't just because of a meritocracy. It's because what we have been exposed to is 
chains and chains and chains down of people being kept out of 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 this industry of media of entertainment of voices being down even worse and numerous other things so it's not a case of of tokenism or or positive discrimination or anything like that it's a case of getting things to how they sh should have been and that takes a level of active and conscious work rather than simply going yeah but here's the ones i listen to so they deserve to be covered the most because i listen to them. it's like no there's so many uh, things throughout history that are, have put us to where we are now and we need to make active attempts to change that i guess so for anybody who's watching right now who hasn't seen the clip that Pip posted on his Instagram story yeah. of the woman using the monopoly analogy, you need to get your eyes in front of that because it is such a, first of all, it's incredibly powerful. And if you manage to make it all the way through without crying, uh, I don't yeah. know what to tell you, but I also think it's a really clear and understandable analogy for what has happened to black people in this country, my country, where I am right now. In, in particular. In, I mean, even even to push the views away from me, because it's not about views. I, after I posted that, I found the full six-minute version that I posted mm -hmm. in my Instagram story. Go and watch that, because it does an even better and clearer job of going through history and showing, yep. again, the simplicity of 400 years of slavery, then 50 years of slavery kind of being over, but still you have to... The, the taxes that we had all been paying or whatever are going towards compensation to those who lost their slaves and stuff like that it means it tells this great story of yeah of all of that and explains that that trickle down effect and why there's rightfully anger now and and justifiably again it's it's obviously this isn't directly what this is about as a as an instagram live but it's 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 an influence on why it's happening it goes some way to explain why rioting and looting and all the stuff that you can look at and go, that's not the solution. It goes some way to explain that, no, it's not necessarily the solution, but it's justified and it's warranted. And it's, it's her line at the end. I won't even spoil it, but her line at the end just makes you go, right, yeah, this could and maybe should be a lot worse for, for us, you know? So, yeah. Right. And so by that following that that thread through it means that for example when people talk about the idea of meritocracy and and you know how we're adjusting what we do at pod bible part of it is if you have like an, a blog or a magazine or any other kind of media and you're only putting out one kind of voice or two kinds of voices the people that aren't represented in your media are never going to reach out to you to be featured. They mm -hmm. aren't because yeah. you've given them no reason to think that you are a safe space, that you'll be respectful of them or that you want to hear from them. So why would they make themselves vulnerable to you in that way? And so part of this work is for us to create a platform for Pod Bible to let people people of color, but especially black people to know that we are a safe space and we are respectful and we want to hear from them. We want to represent them and we will do the work to prove that to them. It's, this, it's, it's a fantastic point. Cause again, when you're running a magazine or anything like this with a very small 
crew and a small team um, and a lot of work to do, um, you can get into your comfort zone. The fact is, the podcasts that reach out to us the most are, what, are, are white podcasts, um, generally male. Therefore, our job is so much easier by going, okay, cool. Yeah, a year will feature you. But as you say, there's a reason that that's who's reaching out to us. That a lot of people have heard of Pod Bubble through my podcast, and I'm a white male through Stu's, through Adam's, through all these different things. So we need to, as you say, take those steps ourselves and make more work for ourselves and make it harder for ourselves. You know, equally specifically for Adam. He does have the bulk of the work on, on all of us, but still, it's it's all of our job to do the extra work to then make it so that the people reaching out to us are of all genders and races and 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 sexualities and identities and everything else. So then we get into a place where it doesn't necessarily have to be as conscious a thing because it's just we've made that change. It's what it is now. Right. And so that is the reason that we put out the post that we did on Thursday. That's the reason we signed the Equality and Audio Pact. That is why the pod Bible that people will see moving forward is going to look different because Um, it's our responsibility to make those changes and to prove to the communities we want to represent that we're already doing the work that's necessary. Because like you said, this isn't a black problem. It's a white problem. And so we need to be putting the effort in to yeah. welcome those people in and make them feel safe in our community. And again, I had a big, big realisation when looking back at this, because I looked back and went, right, our cover stars have been largely white. You know, I think other than Ramesh is potentially the only, we've had a mixture of genders, but largely white. And I can look at that and go, well, the reason for that is the cover star is always a big name in podcasting, the biggest names in podcasting, particularly in the UK, tend to be white. But then it kind of occurred to me, it's like, right, well, we're not selling this magazine. It's free. We're giving it to people for free. We don't need to necessarily, obviously we need good names, but we also need to be what we set out to be, a platform for all names, for smaller podcasts, for those who aren't, who haven't just started a podcast because they're a celebrity and they're locked at home now and 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 so on and so forth so yeah it was an important one to look at that and go right everything in your nature is going to go who's the biggest name that we can get who's the biggest name that we can get because it gives us credibility you know in many ways fuck that specific kind of credibility that we're looking for that 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 star hunting a credibility it's about the content the quality of the podcast, the quality of the of the individual and what they have to say. And we need to be that platform. We've grown in our first year from being a, a little magazine that we're handing out to being an actual one of the ports of call for the podcasting you know, w- world. So we need to take that seriously and not get caught up in huge names and things like that. That's still important, but the diversity and the variation and the voices that we're choosing to amplify is more important. And I, I also think at some point, like you said, when Pod Bible got started over a year ago, the audience was only so big and it has grown exponentially, which means at this point, 
maybe it's now time to start thinking about how we can elevate people by putting them on the cover versus putting people on the cover to elevate the magazine. Completely. It's every, every small business, particularly independent, is going to constantly be looking at how can we get bigger? How can we grow? How can we get more legit? And there's a point where you have to move that priority down the ladder and go, what are our responsibilities? What do we have a responsibility to do and represent and, and, and present as, uh, to the public? And if it means that we slow our growth s slightly, then so be it. Because as you say, we've got to a point where we've got s such an audience now, it can't be just like, how much is enough? It can't be ju just about like, we are partnered with Spotify, huge. So we don't, don't need to necessarily f f focus on becoming the biggest thing in the world as quick as possible. Yeah, as you say, the importance is going, well, we've got an audience now and we've got a platform now and we need to be responsible with how we use that. And that has to be the focus. Growth has to be an important part because we still need to become a bigger platform for everyone. But yeah, the content and our choices has to be the focus and the key. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who likes to bake. Do you know anything about baking, Pip? Yes, a bit. And my, okay. my brother loves to bake. He's fantastic. I'm useless. I haven't really got much into it, but go, go ahead. So um, like many people during the coronavirus, I have started baking, which has never been my preferential thing to do in the kitchen. I like to cook because you can kind of like mess around with it as you're going and baking. You yeah. have to kind of like do it as a science and then hope <laughs> while it's in the oven. And then yeah. you're done. Yeah. So one of the things that she was explaining to me was that the pan that you use is really important because if you get a wider low pan, it's easier to bake things all the way through because they're only going to be so thick versus like a narrow loaf pan, your bread or your cake is going to be denser. So it's harder to get all the way through. So yeah. this is kind of what I've been thinking about in terms of growth, right? Like trying to grow something up is really hard to do, but Growing something out, I think, is equally as important because there's still growth happening there, but it may not be that you're getting thousands of more followers or you're making hundreds of thousands of more dollars, but your community is growing. And that, I think, is in some cases more valuable. Yeah. And essentially, you're making a better cake. You're not going to have bits that haven't been reached and haven't been got to and a doughy and uncooked and un, un, undeveloped i guess right so yeah it's a perfect example and you know yeah yeah that's sums it up perfectly on how we have to develop and grow and and sp spread out equally a tray bake is for the whole neighborhood yes. you know it's for a yep. barbecue it's for, it's for everyone to come and have a piece a, a, a birthday cake is for your immediate family that's that's not what we need to be be doing here. We need more than ever now to be baking for everyone, everyone in the community, and bringing everyone in and bringing everyone t together. So yeah, that's that's a hundred percent how we have to have to move f forward. I can't wait until Adam watches this and is so angry about me starting us on this crazy baking analogy path. He's going to be like, "What were you doing?" No, right? Everyone in the in the in the comments is is raving about how how clear an analogy that is. That feels as if we planned that ahead of time, but we didn't. We so did. That's what. That's wonderful. Well, is there anything else that, before we wrap this up that you wanted to to bring up or address? I mean, I'd say to people, if you're 
kind of unaware of the blog post that we're talking about and the statement we're talking about, if you head over to podbiblemag.com, you can find it all there. Um, and it's, it's worth a read. It's not going to take all of your time, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sets things out and is in keeping with the essence of podcasting that it's meant to be a community. I know it's becoming this big business thing now with loads of money in it, but it's meant to be a community and we're meant to all link and intermingle and interact. Like one of the sad things of this, of these lockdowns is that we've not been able we only got to do one of our launch events so far and the launch events the point of that is that we get all podcasters of all different kind together in one room and we have you know a, a discussion going on on stage but we set it so that you can arrive an hour before that discussion and you can stay an hour after that discussion because it's about that community because that's what podcasting started off as and it's important that we don't lose while it becomes this this big business um, I will also just add before we let everybody go that if you're interested in checking out the equality and audio pact, you can find it on broccoli contents, Twitter and on their website. They're at broccoli content, broccoli, like the vegetable content on Twitter and social media. That's all perfect. Well, it's been a delight to catch up with you and I'm excited at, at all that is ahead. And again, the, the things that just selfishly, the podcast I'm going to become exposed to and, and the things I'm going to find because we take this active, active step. I, I always, I often reference that the, the one year I had a radio show on XFM that was a hip hop and spoken word radio show. It's the, m the most clued up I ever was on music because I had to, as my job, I had to be digging through blogs and that's how you started off with podcasts you'd be digging through podcasts, you'd be finding the link from that one to that one. And where they've become bigger, that might have been lost a bit. So I'm excited to step out of my comfort zone of, of the, the five I listen to on rotation and find these new ones. So yeah, it's all very exciting. And there's, there's lots of work ahead of us too. So if there is anybody who's watching right now who has a podcast that they want to suggest, you can email me. I'm on, um, I mean, I'm on social media everywhere, but you can email me jordan at podbiblemag.com if you've got any suggestions. We would definitely love to gonna, check them out. Hopefully, if, if you can, we're going to save this chat to our page. So if you're watching and there's any podcasts that you feel may benefit from this conversation or this or, or anyone or any listeners then send them this way but yeah thank you for, uh, for for coming and having a chat it was a lot of fun we'll do it again soon yes I'll see you later have fun bye bye bye